Hey, what's up everyone? This is Carlita and I'm at 2015 South by Southwest with Sadat X. What's going on today, Sadat? Um, everything is good. I'm here, down here, enjoying the things, you know, uh, here to perform tonight and uh, just see what's going on. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to you because I am from the Bronx. I know you're from the Bronx. So, talk to me about growing up in the Bronx and how that impacted you and your influenced you in terms of getting into hip-hop. Well, I grew up in the Bronx. Um, Risen from Concourse Village, uh, Park Avenue side, uh, Morris Ave, Melrose Jackson projects, and uh, I got a whole bunch of family in that area. And basically, you know, I just remember just that being like one of the cradle places of hip hop, of actually, you know, being able to hear hip hop out the windows and see it done in the parks, you know. So that shaped me, you know, and I moved up to New Rochelle and I, I took all that with me up there. All right, so obviously that's where Brand Nubian got started. So how'd you all get together? Well, what it was is I went up to New Rochelle. Uh, New Rochelle is literally the end of it. You can walk one mile and you're back in the Bronx. So I grew up on that side of New Rochelle. And um, basically, you know, hip-hop had made its way up there. You know, we had a couple of party spots in there where groups from the Bronx and various places would just come up there to do shows and stuff. So um, I was trying to do my little thing coming up in school. And uh, Grand Poobah took an interest in me. He was already out in the group, Master of the Ceremony. And uh, he took an interest in me, and Jamal was trying to produce us both. And what happened was, we went to the studio one time, and uh, Jazzy J made a track, and we all three rhymed on it, and it sounded good. And being that Poobah was already out, and had the contacts, he uh, took it downtown, and we got with Dante Ross, who, who was at Tommy Boy at the time, and he told us to hang on for a minute. He went to Electra. Once he went to Electra, uh, we was on from there, like he, he, we signed with him, and that was brand Nubians going from there. Yeah. So describe that time. I imagine it was pretty crazy, right? Like in terms of touring and like selling all these singles and the album and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a new time. We was young, so you know, we went across all the land touring, doing shows off that first album. Uh, it was a big album for us. Um, and it was just a time, you know, still it was at a time when you had to be validated to come out as opposed to now. You know, you still had to have, you know, some sort of valid, validation to come out, you know, so it was good in that sense. Yeah. So in terms of your career, you've worked with a lot of people. So we'll touch upon a couple. So how do you like working with Diamond D? Well, Diamond is my man. I know Diamond, D.I.T.C. crew. Me and Diamond actually be doing an album right now with two songs from completion. Oh. Um, and uh, it's good, man. Besides working with Diamond on the musical tip, you know, he's a friend. He's been a friend for the past 30 years. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good to, you know, connect with Diamond all the time. Mm -hmm. So how about the beat miners? Mr. Walton is in Evil D. Yeah. Good dudes. I've known them for about 20 years now. Did a lot of work with them. Um, now that I'm in Brooklyn, they're not too far from me. So I see them regularly. Nice. So you also work with Pete Rock. How is that? Another guy, Pete Rock known him for about 30 plus years being that he was in Mount Vernon which is right next to Nourishell you know we had a lot of contact uh, Pooba did a lot of writing for Pete uh, Pete did a lot of producing and stuff for Brand Nubian and for myself alright so what about DJ Spinner? Spinner another dude you know Spinner's worldwide I mean Spinner's like one of the few DJs that, pro that can do a hip all hip hop party, but then do an all house party or do an all world beat party, you know, or do an all Stevie Wonder versus James Brown or however he does it, you know. Spinner, you know, he's one of the masters that we have left, and you know, that's why I love to work with Spin. Mm -hmm. 
So in terms of the evolution of hip-hop, I mean, you came up, you know, during the golden age of hip-hop. So do you kind of mourn the loss of it? Or, you know, what do you think of what has happened, 90s to now? I mean, well, it's different. You know, times change. You know, with the advent of the computer, it's been a good and bad thing. It's been good in the sense that it's made hip-hop easily accessible worldwide. But it's, it's, it's bad in a way because, you know, as, a, as an artist coming out back then, before the computer, you had to put in the time. You know, you had to have an, an, an apprenticeship. You had to uh, actually go to the studio and connect with people and, and have social skills face-to-face. -face. Whereas now, you got a lot of MCs that they've created such a persona in, in the house and in the crib behind that computer, this and that, that they don't have no social skills. And when they go out and, and try to do things socially, they come off in a certain type of way or they say off the wall type of things or or they forget about the realness of, of the streets and come out and that's why a lot of some get beat up or whatever. You know, but like I said, you know, it's, 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 it's advanced a lot of people. Uh, made a lot of people money you know hopefully they that that was money they made that would have been they made it that way as opposed to robbing and killing somebody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know Kendrick Lamar came out with his surprise release earlier this week to Pimp a Butterfly have you had a chance to check it out well I heard a couple of songs and from what I'm hearing I like it I mean I think he's one of the few young boys that 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 got the that got the formula down. You know, he's one of the few young boys that that I when I look at these boys coming out now, I can look at him and say he'll be here in 20 years. Like some of these other dudes that come out, you know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's the way they got it set up now for the young boys. Anyway, you come out, you get a year or two, and you flame out. You know what I'm saying? And uh. I feel like Kendrick Lamar, you know, he'll, he, he'll be here. The songs and the musical content that he has lets me know that, that, that he, he, he's done some reading and some actual thinking about things. Right. And uh, I think he'll be here for a minute. Yeah, I think he is one of the unique people that, first of all, he can do the party anthems and he can do the socially conscious stuff. And then he gets the respect of everybody, yeah, yeah. the mainstream and the underground. He was still able to keep that up. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, yeah, he's like, he gets both sides, from the gangster side to the party side to the intellectual side. And, and that's what you want to get in this business if you want to have longevity. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be here for a minute, you know, you, you got to appeal to the masses, you know, all the masses, not just a certain percentage of it that after a while they're going to throw you away and go get somebody else. All right. All right. So I have this thing called a what the F moment where you couldn't believe that you were somewhere doing something. So what's that moment for you? Uh, let me see. Probably uh, when we was in the studio with Big, you know, because I remember he was coming out. See, this is before he was coming out, and, you know, I was doing, he had party and bullshit at the time. And I remember we was doing a joint, and I was like, we did a song called Come On, Motherfuckers. And, uh, you know, just when I remember doing the song with him and thinking, like, yo, this kid right here, he might, he might be on to something. And to actually see the growth from that song into the album of how it actually went down. Yeah, wow, that's cool. So, when he died, how did that affect you? Oh man, well, you know, being like I, I had a personal relationship with Big, yeah. you know, it, it, it was it was hurtful, you know, because uh, you know, to see him like in at the at the probably the apex of where he was going to get shot down like that so abruptly, you know, was was was, was definitely a painful thing.